You're tuned to The Trail Show. Get on the trail! Long-time listener, first-time caller. Arriba, 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 tota! It's The Trail Show. Bam! Ah! Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. Never slap a man who's chewing tobacco. Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. I'm against historical trash. Mike Dilo DiLorenzo. Embrace the brutality. Daniel Out of Order Alvarez. What's up, Trail Show? And now broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's The Trail Show. Coming to you in vivo from the Bobby Stanton Studio in various historic beer districts. From the Sierra to the Rockies to Appalachia and Australia, this is The Trail Show. The Trail Show is the longest-running monthly hiking podcast on the planet and has been downloaded over one million times all over the globe. We are on the air and everywhere and heard worldwide on all your favorite apps and at thetrailshow.com. The Trail Show has a mailing list. Subscribe now at thetrailshow.com. Trail Show Nation, it is August, which means it's time to make the most of the last of the long summer days and to squeeze every last drop out of the hops in your summer sessionable brews. Triple O, what is on the Trail Show Makara Buffet tonight? Well, we've got Trail of the Month, of course. We have some trail news. We have a mailbag, trip reports. Hotline calls, even have a media review, sort of. And of course, <laughs> ask a hiker. And um, a, media a media review, media. sort of. That's a very trail it's show. Obscure. It's very trail show esque. <laughs> Kinda. Hey, I don't want to over promise here. It's true. You know, over promise, under promise, over deliver. That's right. You got to lower the expectations. My brothers taught me that. You know, they told me. With regard to my parents' expectations, they're like, look, you got to lower the bar so far that they're stoked when you show up to dinner and you're not drunk. <laughs> oh that was the advice God. they gave me. <laughs> that sounds pretty solid. Dilo, are you wearing it's a Montucky t-shirt? No, I'm wearing a McGuckin's hardware t-shirt. Oh, McGuckin's. Oh, it's a Montucky cold snacks. Where, by the way, no, where I is don't have McGuckin's cold hardware? Where is that? Boulder. Boulder. Really? That's, in Boulder. That's like a Colorado. considered a gang affiliation t-shirt yeah. in Boulder, probably. I gotta say, I've I never in my life heard of McGuckin's Hardware in Boulder. We've been to McGuckin's. Dude, it, it is an what? amazing hardware store. They sell everything, yeah. They sell everything. Beauty, I've never I go been. There, I go there to buy the odds and ends when I need like a random piece of metal or a screw that needs to match really? another screw. Yeah, and those guys are like, oh, yeah, here, let me see that. Okay, yep, let me get you another screw. There it is. And it's just like, yeah. Do they sell yeah. propane and propane accessories there? They sure do. I've bought a propane, <laughs> like, hose extender there over the years. Okay, so, yeah. okay. Yeah. Next I, time I, I'm in Boulder, bought, I'm stopping uh, in. I bought a Christmas ornament <clears throat> there and sent it anonymously to the late Paul Magnanti a few years ah, ago. Ah, yes. Very Ooh. nice. He never really acknowledged the gift oh. or anything even though it was postmarked from right down the street from my house <laughs> oh man all right p max very good god rest his soul well shall we get into uh trail news our first segment well we got to talk Let's about mike Dilo's beer of the month first please Dilo, take it that's away that's true 
Tonight. Now, before we get into D'Lo, I will I will say that um, David Fox and Sox Cornetta specifically made a donation to D'Lo's Beer Fund. Ooh. However, due to this week being the start of school for me, I didn't quite get it together enough to get the funds transferred. So mm. D'Lo's going to go real high end next month. So Fox and Sox, we are excited. And next week, you can expect the best beer label reading you've ever experienced i will i fox and socks for you i will shop for the beer with the best label and let me just let you know that i have no shortage of amazing beers to buy here in vermont and it's crazy he's rubbing it in people much good beer here at the grocery store just at the grocery store there is so much good beer it's insane I don't even know what to do. Maybe, so I'm, very, yes. I'm very excited. Yeah. yeah. You need to send us. I have to buy some something different. Yeah. Maybe I could not do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> actually, no, I could do that. I could, I could put some, uh, you know, put some heady topper, I'll put some yeah. clown Ooh. shoes in the mail. Ooh. I saw clown shoes today. I was like, clown shoes. We think we've had that before. I've, I've never had it's clown shoes. Right that's that's all we have. That's all we have yeah. in this house. Couple yeah, of giants shoes. living together. Oh, we got a clown <laughs> shoes. Spe- speaking so of tonight's, tonight's beer of the month is a Rock Art Brewery Limited Access Double IPA coming in at seven point five percent alcohol mm. by volume with seventy five IBUs from mm. a solar powered brewery whose motto is Enjoy, Crush, Recycle, and Repeat. You know, that's pretty actually mellow for a double IPA. And there are Seven, five of citrus and that's a sessionable fruit. Jeppa, yeah. Come on. It is. It's it's brewed and canned by the Rock Art Brewery Limited Liability Company, Morrisonville, Vermont, which is up north in Vermont off of Route 100. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for that location there. information. Yeah. I can't see if there's anything else to read here, except they do have a pretty cool... Um, you can see that little barcode. That oh, oh, it's Vermont. Vermont. It's state of Vermont. Vermont. It's fun. Yeah, nice nice touch. Set. Yeah, I thought that was pretty neat. I don't know if that actually would scan, but it's fun. Can I read I like a little it. bit off yeah. of my beer can, Dilo? Yeah, please, please do. do. Please do. Just okay, go. so uh, because I'm in California, I'm drinking um, a Tecate Light. And, um, also this known are- as Tecate. Tecate Light. It says, born in the borderlands of Baja, <laughs> California, Mexico. Tecate embodies the unapologetic energy of Mexican Americans in the USA. A light, refreshing beer that's full of flavor. Tecate Light, brewed through a top quality process for those who never sacrifice taste. 3.9% ABV, zero IBUs. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> may I present to you Tecate Light. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. Amazing. And you can yeah, buy 30. Lives... You can but hold up real quick. You can buy 30 of these for $21. Oh my God. Wow. I may have done that. Our listeners may notice some um deteriorated audio quality with Triple O, and that's because he is in Australia and all he has are his earbuds. So you're just gonna have to deal with it. This is yeah. what you get for free. That's right. Um, so, Triple O, you didn't have any like work conferences while you're there to like, you're not working? I, I did work a little bit in the beginning, but now I'm 
just ah. Uh, wow. Which is why actually I actually had a beer. It's 10 a.m. right now, so I have no beer with me. But last night or the other night, I had a beer called the V2 Bomber, mm. which is Ooh. a 10.4 alcohol by volume. I don't know what it was, but it was ten point four. That's like syrup you put on your pancakes. That's like what your brother-in-law. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, your brother drinks beauty. Yeah, it's true. <clears throat> My brother. He doesn't drink anything under ten. <laughs> Triple O. I thought yeah, I, I saw you drinking Fosters <laughs> over there. I have not gotten a Fosters. Oh, have you should. For one. <laughs> oh, you totally, totally should. To. Yeah, you have to. Why would you? Dude, if that? you ask for a Fosters, they're going to throw you out of the country. <laughs> Yeah, it's Australian day. for beer. For beer. <laughs> that, which yeah, is yeah, more yeah, reason. You should very demand very it, Triple oh, O. So the next restaurant you go to, you should go in there and yeah. demand an oil can of Foster's, the 25 ounce can of Foster's. You say, You give me this beer, I'm leaving right now. And they're going to wave at you as yeah. you walk out the door. And, and then ask them where the nearest Outback Steakhouse is. <laughs> and, and order a Bloomin' Onion at the next, in, you know, whatever restaurant you go to a next. A Bloomin' Onion and a Foster's, please. <laughs> that was Beer of the Month. Um, speaking of beer funds, the Trail Show has a new way to raise funds. Uh, we have a Vimo account now, people. And we know mm -hmm. that some of you are Venmo only. And you have asked, we have listened. There's now a Venmo account called The Trail Show. So if you've got a thousand bucks sitting in your Venmo account, you don't know what to do with it. Um, the Trail Show would gladly accept some or all of it. It's up to you. Yeah. So we are on Venmo. That's true. And thank you so much for supporting the show. Cheers. Should we uh, get into the trail news segment? Because you know how I like to really go on and on, and I want to make sure there's time for that. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have trail news. Here it is. Okay, well, the first item that I have before I go and look at the updated sheet is that old Joey Biden has made a new national monument. Yes, yeah, so <clears throat> he's made a few actually. He's, he's made a few national monuments. Um, this is designed to preserve Native American cultural sites and prevent new uranium mining on nearly 1 million acres near the Grand Canyon National Park. Wow. Um, and I'm not going to attempt to try to pronounce this name. It is a combination of um, a couple of Native American words. The 1,562 square miles in three separate areas north and south of Grand Canyon um, is going to protect thousands of um, sites considered sacred by the Havasupai, the Hopi, the Hualapai, the Paiute, the Navajo, and the Yavapai Apache, Zuni, and Colorado Indian River tribes. And the name is a combination from different languages, which means where indigenous, indigenous people roam and our ancestral footprints. Um, yeah, and there's a whole, I mean, you can look it up, but it's, um, they're looking for permanent bans on uranium mining. Um, let's see, PCT Days is coming up and Cascade Locks, Oregon, August 18th through 20th. So if you wanna to go to that, it's usually a pretty good time actually. Um, 
And then uh, the Triple Crown Award application is available on the Alda West website, Alda West, A-L-D-H-A West.org. And the awards are going to be given out at the gathering on Mount Hood, Oregon, September 15th through 17th. A reminder that I don't have it written down, but I believe the application for the Triple Crown closes on August 30th. 31st um and no you cannot get an extension because you're not quite done hiking the triple crown you got to be done you got to turn your stuff in so there's that can you be like a week Start or running. two can you be a couple of weeks away from finishing the trail and submit your application or do you have to wait till the following no year? you got to be finished but shouldn't auto west make an exception for me because i'm a through hiker they should actually. I mean, you're a celebrity if you're a through hiker, and everyone yeah. should make an exception for you. You should be able to hike yeah. through closed burn areas. Yeah. You should be able to, you know, put your dirty butt crack on public surfaces. I mean, <laughs> you should be able to return <laughs> your Osprey backpack that you just hiked five months on the PCT. You should be able to return to REI That's for right. a full refund because one of the shoulder straps frayed a little bit. Mm -hmm. Man, I was in the shoe store here in Salida and getting some shoes and some through hikers came in that had called ahead to put their ultras on hold or whatever and it was this guy that was just so extra and i was just like dude nobody cares that wait, you're no, hiking, wait, wait. okay so you just you just use a term that wasn't so Gen extra X. You said so yeah, extra. Okay. That he was just Tell like, <laughs> yeah, I, I like so this. Extra. I like this. Explain I'm going to say that to my kids. You take yeah. this up yeah, from yeah. the slightest. Is this a Gen Z term? Like, what are no, we doing here? I don't know. That's, so that's, extra, I don't know. Bro. It's been around for a while. I feel like I'm so extra, on the back end of that. Yeah. Extra. Yeah. Like, yeah. he comes in and is like, bro, like, I called ahead about my shoes. Oh, these ones are so blown out. I put like a thousand miles. But he's talking so loud. Oh, he's like, he Matt, wants he's everyone like, to hear. The Matt's Lions Instagram account. He's like that that guy. Yes, he that's exactly <laughs> what he was. He was that guy. Yeah. And it's like, stop. Sometimes with especially with men, I just want to be like, can you please stop taking up all the space with your voice? You don't need to do that. But it is it everyone a, can see is it you. a man thing or is it a through hiker man thing? Or it's, just a through hiker both. thing? It's a through hiker thing, but it, but I also see it. Um, and now I'm gonna get in trouble for for saying such a thing, but I do see it. Uh, often with men in public spaces like i don't know that it's i don't know i mean i've anyway. definitely seen it with Delo like multiple times a month oh Delo is such a loud talker i mean he's... <laughs> i'm sorry were you talking i think it's a me? young guy thing you know it's just it's a, bro, youth it's in a general, bro bra thing it's a bro bra it thing. is a bro bra in youth hey, in bro, general our youth in general tend to be louder they just don't notice i think but um anyway you sound like a boomer, <laughs> just, what, what, what just happened? I, I know the guys. I know kids. the guy that I know the guys that work there, yeah, and I that just social security application going for you. Great! Baby. I actually got my AARP card just recently. <laughs> yeah. Wait, don't you have to be sixty-five to get that? I am sixty-five. I bet they take your money if you, you, you sent can't them a get, check. You, I mean, if the if the she's not, but she's a through hiker. All the West so. won't let you apply for a through hiker. Hey man, before you're done there's, rules, there's no way you can this get a triple nom. a or an aarp card before you're 65 it's just not possible <laughs> i plan on being 65 <laughs> you can you tell me you get social security before you're 65 and you can't get your aarp come on aarp will Dude, take your money if you're 25 you are so years extra. old 
<laughs> way too extra. <laughs> way oh, too extra. Anyway, this guy was being extra. On another note, I went up to the recently renovated Monarch store that's up on Monarch Pass yeah. on the CDT. So our ski area, Monarch Ski Area, bought that little store. That little store used to be like cranky old people that sold like all kinds of culturally inappropriate Native American trinkets and stuff. Native American looking trinkets yeah. is what yeah. I should say. Yeah. And they bought it and they've created a whole like hiker lounge and it's really nice. It's awesome. And they've got like a grill and they've got micro brews. It's really cool. So hmm. if you're on the CDT or the CT, man, you're in for a treat is all I'm going to say. And there's Porta Johns up there. I didn't use those, but I'm sure they get serviced. Did you, were um, you checking it out? Were you checking it out when you gave the guy who bought the shoes a ride back up to the trailhead? I was checking it out when I gave the noodle heads a ride back oh, okay. to the trailhead. <laughs> you didn't offer that guy who who's blew out his shoes after. Hiking. I did not <laughs> offer him a ride. I did not offer him a ride of any sort. Okay. I put a thousand so, miles on these altruists. Oh my God. Just, maybe I can return him here. He just, you can he just kept shouting about his hike. He just kept shouting. It was, it was, it was, it was pretty extra. That's all I'm going to say. POD, did you, okay. did you politely tell him to f off? I thought about it. <laughs> okay. I thought about it, but, but you refrained. I refrained. Yep. Okay. It would have been kind of fun, but I mean, I get it. He's stoked on his hike and everything, but it's just, you know, anyway. Um, okay, final news item. There's a Yellowstone tourist who ripped off his shirt and chased a, chased a wolf through the Lamar Valley. <laughs> so there's a black wolf that was oh. going up this hillside and some guy, this guy, uh, this photographer, Derek Nielsen, spotted some he ripped off his shirt and started chasing after this wolf to chase him away. I don't know. And then if you read down further, it says it's hard to say from such a distance, but this may be the same man seen taking off his shirt and chasing bears at Yellowstone earlier this year. <laughs> why the why why is anyone Who's taking off their shirt to chase a predator? Like why I spotted I spotted a gorgeous black wolf making his way up this valley. I also spotted this fool who decided to take his shirt off and chase the wolf up the hill. Dilo, I think we should ask I mean, you about if, this because we recently saw you without a shirt on. Why would someone take a shirt off to chase a, a wolf or a bear? But if Dilo took his shirt off and chased either a wolf or a bear, the wolf would not run away. It would run towards. It would say, oh, one of my own. And it would <laughs> run towards. And I have had that experience. I was actually chasing wolves just the other week. Okay. And instead of wolves running away from me, they were running towards me. Um, and, and that was when I embraced a wolf. But I'll save that for my trip report. Okay, great. Oh, cool. I think it's I kind of like a burrito. You have to unwrap it before you eat it. So the, the man was taking his shirt off to chase the bears. It's kind of a... Right. Uh, like, here I am. The foil is off. Yeah, here I right. am. Well, I will say, wow. if this man continues to chase bears, especially... He's he is gonna be a burrito. He's definitely gonna get dead. So yeah. Anyway, don't do that. Don't do that, and don't yell at people about your through hike. Yeah, if you're gonna chase bears, just keep your shirt on. <laughs> I want to bro bra about my through hike beauty. I want to like make sure everyone in within a ten foot radius knows that I've 
done a thousand miles on my shoes. They know because they can smell you. <laughs> and they can smell those <laughs> shoes. I guarantee it. Yeah. Anyway, cool. that is it for trail news. Very good. Let's do some trip reports. I think we should start okay. with Triple O because he's the furthest afield, afoot. Far? Afar. Afar. Well, it's been an exciting uh, couple months. I'm in Australia currently, but I was just in New Zealand. We're here for the Women's World Cup. You weren't hiking Te Aurora, uh, Triple O. No, no, I wasn't. And in fact, I had to disavow any friendships with you and POD. (laughs) We're not allowed back in the country. To New Zealand. And stay with Um, the Stantons. The Stantons are amazing people and often they welcomed us in and uh, made the start of the trip just amazing and great wonderful people and you know um yeah i mean they're they're not thrilled with the reviews that you gave (laughs) their Their country's long trail trail. their country's Uh trail but but they overlooked that um But I, I thought New Zealand was amazing. It's winter down here, so you know a lot of the the big trails are pretty much shut down because of the snow. But we still got out and hiked a little, little bit. Yeah, it's I mean it's beautiful. It's a beautiful country, and the World Cup has been amazing. Can't recommend it. He uh, said, "I can't recommend it enough." <laughs> it's implied. The enough is implied. No, but you left uh, it the out. World and Cup and has said, been amazing. You said I can't recommend it. You. You do. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be clear like that's not the hey kind of i'm thing walking a very fine line between both keeping my friendship with pod and disco but also you know being no able no to you don't you don't dealing, have to so. no. you don't have to echo their sentiments no not at no, all no, you know it has some very no. strong feelings no. we did run across the the te Aroa, however you pronounce it trail a few places oh were you like were in- you running on roads <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wow. I'm not saying that we were on a hiking trail when we ran across it, but yeah. Uh, at the trailshow.com like is the email. A few times. Um, but uh, yeah, the World Cup itself has been amazing. I know this is not a soccer podcast, but it's really cool sure to it see it taking off. And the crowds have been like fanatical and huge. And the play has been great and uh, really inspiring. And Hopefully, hopefully Spain can bring it home in the end, but we'll see. I might be eating my words next month. We were pulling for Australia and Sweden to advance and they did not advance. We were at, we were at the Australia England game. And when Sam Kerr, Australia's superstar scored the goal to tie it, I thought the world was going to explode. Like the whole stadium (laughs) went nuts. Everyone was thrilled. And then like, and like just a short time after England scored again, and it was yeah. like everyone died. It was, it was a moment of hope and joy that just got crushed. Oh, that, that's sports. Yep. yep. That's part of it. Cool. Awesome. Uh, D'Lo, you're the next. Uh, if we go geographical, you're next. So I spent nine days in vacation land. And it was the way that life should be. And I don't want to talk about all of those nine days. Oh, and Thank for those you. Who, Are you talking about Maine? I have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm talking you about went to Maine. Maine. Okay. Yeah, I was up in Maine for nine days before I moved into this house. 
And at the very end, we had some fun experiences in Maine. We had a sketchy night in downtown Bangor where we walked where we shouldn't have gone. And I would just like to warn our listeners not to take a river walk with your family um, after Mm. dinner around dusk. It's not really a safe feeling, but that's not what I wanted to talk about tonight. I wanted to talk about Grafton Notch. So we spent the last two nights of our trip up at Grafton Notch, which some listeners may know is right on the Appalachian Trail. And we stayed at a wonderful campground just down the road. And we hiked up the Orange Trail to Table Rock. We didn't do anything too crazy. We only gained about a thousand feet, but it was a lot of hands, hands overhead scrambling, giant boulders, little cliffs, maybe a ladder or two, just real fun main hiking. And when we got up to the top, we had a nice view and then we kind of came down. And as we were coming down, we saw a couple northbound AT hikers and we chatted mm. with them. And one of the mm. quieter, quieter fellows we chatted with on the trail was uh, hiking in Crocs, which is an interesting way to hike the AT. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, my kids wear Crocs on, a, on the occasional hike, but they don't hike, you know, 20 miles a day in Crocs. But this gentleman was, he was very tired. He was very tired and very quiet and sighed a lot when he talked to us. But that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about when we got out to Grafton Notch at the road crossing, pouring rain, and there's a guy, and somebody had told us about him. He was standing on the trail. It was a French guy. Maybe he's a French guy. Maybe he's Quebecois. I don't know. Anyway, this guy. He's standing on an umbrella. And I'm like, hey, man, I could take you halfway down the road. He's like, no. I need a ride all the way. I don't want to get halfway. That's not going to work for me. Understandable. It's pouring rain, you mm. know, and my, you know, and, and chatted with him a little bit. And I kind of walked back to the car because I wasn't quite ready to give him a ride 25 minutes into town. My boys were like, dad, you got to give him a ride. It's raining. You need to pick him up. You need to give him a ride. We'll make room. Wendy's like, Mike, you have to give him a ride. Wow. Him a ride. Give the guy a ride. Okay. Yeah. Everybody wanted to give the ride. So I walked back up to the road. And I like tap him on the shoulders, like <gasps> I scared him a little. <laughs> Comes in, like, ah, oh, we'll take you to Bethel. Let's give you a ride. You know, it was pouring rain. And yeah. I knew it was gonna rain in the afternoon. I figured we wanted to get out of the rain and do something. Bethel had some nice restaurants. We could go out to eat, kill some time while the rain lit up. Because we were camping, we didn't want to just sit in our tent in the rain, you know. So, anyways, give him, he gets back in the car, he's got his pack, he's throwing his pack in our car. We've got all this stuff in our car as we're about to leave his friend gets in the car his friends at the trailhead oh we make room for there's always one more room there's always room for one more in the car when you're heading to town right so this guy gets in the car he's a big guy we got now i got like two guys in the back seat three kids in the back seat Ooh. there's packs everywhere it's crazy the guys smell we're rolling out of there it's pouring rain and he and so leo likes to ask everybody that we meet on the at do you listen to the trail show question do you guys listen to the trail show so he says he says to the guy in the front seat do you listen to the trail show and he's like what yeah you're (laughs) d-lo he knew he looks in the back seat he's like he looks in the back seat and he goes you're the you're the famous leo oh Oh. (laughs) he was so excited and it turns out his trail name is eat which oh. I pronounced in the French style. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's the French style. We Fuck know that eat, guy. Right. <laughs> Emphasis on the eat. Yeah. And so, the you know, eat. this guy, so it turns out that was like, was like, he's finishing up his triple crown 
And just side note, I got to give it to the Triple Crown hikers that finish up on the AT. Mm, right? it's, just, it's just totally different than the other two trails. And it's much, much harder. It just rains so much yeah. more. It's so humid. There's bugs. There's people everywhere. It's There's not that many views compared to the other trails. And, and there's lots yeah, of people. Just, and it's a lot more difficult hiking. Mm-hmm. Like mm. Grafton Notch is no joke. Like yeah. coming into Grafton Notch, you like you go down a thousand feet, then you cross through like a mile and a half of like house sized boulders, and then you go up two thousand feet, and then you go down two thousand feet, and then you go right back up two thousand. It's just nuts. It's just crazy. So, anyways, this heat was actually a longtime listener of the Trail Show. Yeah. Super excited to get a ride from me and the infamous Leo and my yep. family. We all went out to lunch. He was actually on the CDT last summer, and mm-hmm. he reached out to me um, from POD's uh, recommendation to see if he could stay with us for a little while while he was recovering from a sprained ankle or a, you know some sort of a, a small injury or something. But I wasn't around, and I was like, yeah. no, I don't think like my renters would welcome you to our house. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so he was, yeah, it was just real fun. We had a nice lunch. We gave a ride to the campground and it was actually one of the most fun days that we had um, of the summer. That's so it was awesome. Wow. Yeah, it was just a wonderful experience. Did Leo feel friend, like a celebrity when he knew the famous Leo? I, I, yeah, I think we're just grateful that's like somebody on the Appalachian Trail listens to the trail show because yeah. – this is his question. And we've met quite a few Appalachian trail hikers this summer because we're not far from the trail here yeah. where I'm at in, in Vermont. So we see him all over. Like we were just <clears throat> walking around Hanover, New Hampshire last Sunday and turn around. We're like walking back to our car. We turn around and there's like a couple hikers coming at us and we chat them up. And do you guys listen to the trail show? No. What's that? So anyways, <clears throat> I think my anecdotal statistics are that like one out of five Appalachian trail through hikers has listened hmm. to the trail show. Wow. Okay. I'd be surprised it's that yeah. many. I, I would have guessed less. But... Voluntarily? Yeah. Voluntarily? Yeah, or too. does Leo shame them into listening? Leo actually has done some good I think after they, the after we tell them yeah. what the trail show is, they're like, oh, I'll check that out over here. Yeah. I'm all, I'm all out. yeah, yeah. Listen to that. Yeah. So <laughs> that's my trail report. Oh. Yep. Very cool. Well, I've been uh, just doing doing a bunch of hiking around, kind of around-ish here in the Sangres and the Collegiates, you know, still kind of getting back into things after my a summer of back injury last summer. But um, I did roll my ankle real hard not too long ago. I heard a very loud pop. It was pretty gross. Ooh. The next day, it looked like somebody put a purple softball on the side of my ankle. But it healed pretty quickly. So, I mean still hurts a little bit but i'm being really careful with it um so i've been doing some you know not too difficult hikes um been doing some peaks and i did uh last week i think i was up doing a lake up in the sangres and i saw two bears two two bears, bears. in the sangres wow on the yeah, same hike um there's a lot did of bears you take off your shirt the... and chase them i did next and time if you didn't this time you will next time yeah now the first know. the first one i saw like five minutes in a sub-adult jet black so beautiful coming out into this little open area he saw me and bolted mm. and i was like no no wait i want to get a picture you know um 
And then the next one, I was five minutes, 10 minutes later, I was walking and the trail was above where the creek was by a significant amount. And there's a bunch of bushy trees and stuff down there. And I heard some noise and I was like, oh, there's an animal down there. So I peeked over the side of the trail and then I very distinctly made out the shape of the bear head with ears and it looked huge. It was like a cinnamon colored one. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to keep walking. So I go up to the lake hang out, turn around and come back down. And when I'm coming down a little bit upstream of where I had seen that bear, I was coming down. And then that same bear was coming up the trail. Oh, he was on the trail. And I saw him, it was like, he was probably like 20, 25 feet away. And we kind of both spotted each other at the same time and both stopped. And then he stood up on his back legs, I think just to get a better look. This bear was more than seven feet tall. It was so big. And I was like, in that moment, I just felt so thankful that I don't live in a state with grizzly bears. Yeah. Because I can't even imagine. I mean, anyway, he just stood up and looked at me for about maybe two seconds. And then he also took off running. He or she, they took off running. And uh, that was pretty cool to see two bears in one day and then see the, the one bear twice. It was pretty, pretty neat. Hmm. And I did go swim in my most favorite lake. I've been up there a couple of times this summer and it's great. You jumped off so a rock. Beautiful right? up there. You did a can. I did. I found some jumping rocks the two times ago when I was there, but I'd already swam and it's very cold. So I wasn't about to get back in, but yeah, I, uh, I was like, next time I come up here, I'm, I'm going to jump off this rock. And it was so invigorating, man. Cause it's not cold at 12,000 feet. It's not, or it's not hot at 12,000 feet. You're not up there like, duh, you know, it's kind of yeah. chilly. Yeah. So it takes a little bit of, a little bit of gumption to like take your clothes off and like fully commit to jumping in where you're going to full submerge, you know, but it was pretty baptism. It was bro. so great. And I can't wait to do it again this weekend. Well, I, I made a quick trip to South Carolina to visit family, and then I am now out not too far from the Pacific Crest Trail in California, um, somewhere around Lake Isabella, and I've been doing some contract work up in Sequoia National Forest, and I just texted you three a photo. First day of contract work, we were driving out to an area to do some forest inventory, just southern Sierras, just randomly driving. And I see a sign that says Trail of a Hundred Giants. And I was like, what is that? <clears throat> and all of a sudden, we are basically driving through us or right beside a sequoia grove. It's one of the southernmost sequoia groves in California. And we we're like, we could tell that there were some big trees, but we, you know, we were running a little late. We were like, all right, we're gonna go do our inventory work. And if we have time on the way back, we'll check this out. So we got done, still daylight. We drove back, we pulled over. And I don't know how this place isn't like a national park, honestly. Um, it is part of Giant Sequoia National Monument, we later learned. So literally one minute from the car, the first tree we see is nicknamed the Proclamation Tree. It's 18 feet in diameter and 245 <laughs> feet tall. And it took- Yeah, the I photo mean, is insane. It, it literally took my breath away. I just stopped and was like, I can't believe this tree is real. 
how is this i just walked one minute from my car in from a parking lot that had maybe seven or eight cars in it and like this whole little valley there's like a, a like a one mile kind of loop trail that went through this valley was full of trees that looked just like this unbelievable like it gives me goosebumps to even like look at this picture and it it just it didn't look real the tree is so big i mean 18 feet in diameter like and a friend of mine was like why didn't these trees get cut down and i actually don't have the answer to that but my hypothesis is they're actually too big like they don't make saws yeah. or saw mills big enough to handle a tree that's that size so this tree in particular they think is about 2000 years old I can't, I mean, this tree was, this tree was only, you know, if this tree is 2000 years old, 500 years ago, Columbus was selling the seas, right? It was already a giant then. (laughs) I mean, I'm trying to like, like, if you go back, I mean, like empires, empires, rise and fall, this tree was still there. It's unfathomable. There was another tree that was actually 20 feet in diameter but only 225 feet in height. Oh, what an underachiever. I know, man. What a... <laughs> anyway, that's my trip report. I've never heard of the Trail of 100 Giants, but if if you find yourself out in the Southern Sierras, go find this place, park your car, spend 30 minutes walking this trail, and it will blow your mind. It's unreal. It would be really fun to take a bus full of Finnish people to oh, that forest. Oh, God. Yeah, it it would be. They'd go crazy. I mean, and I guess anyway. one of the um, Kia said that sequoias are the biggest trees on the planet. I didn't realize that. I mean, I thought I know redwoods are big, but apparently they aren't as big. Redwoods can be taller than sequoias, but not necessarily as wide. But I thought surely yeah, there's somewhere. Girthy. Yeah, not as not girthy. as girthy. Yeah. But apparently sequoias are the they're the numero uno. They're the they're the biggest on the planet as far as species go. Pretty cool. But they're not Pretty the cool. oldest. No, bristlecone pines. I think they've figured mm-hmm. I know in the US bristlecone or in North America bristlecone pines are the oldest. They might be the oldest in the world. I don't know. We should We're ask the robot. Like four thousand years old. Yeah, I know they've got there's some in the Great Basin of Nevada. They've aged at 3,500 years, possibly older. So I think they chopped down the oldest one to, to, to take a core sample. In the they 60s. did because the guy got so yeah, Radio Lab. Horrific. If, if you if you oh, listen God. to the Radio Lab podcast, <laughs> you can seek out this episode. But a tree ring researcher got an increment borer stuck in that tree and the Park Service gave him permission to cut it out. And he cut down the tree to do it. And then he figured out, like, oh, God, this is actually the oldest tree in recorded history. <laughs> and, like, he was getting death threats <laughs> and hate mail. Oh and, God. like, and luckily for him, older trees have been found since then. So he, did, he doesn't feel as bad. But for a hot minute there, he was, like, in hiding, more or less. Anyway, oh, the Great Basin bristlecone yeah. pine has been yes. deemed to be the oldest tree in existence, reaching an age over five thousand years old. Oh, I didn't know it was that old. Yeah, 
And that's yep. crazy. 5,000. 5, but wait a minute. Isn't the Earth only 4,800 years old? <laughs> no, I thought the Earth was like 2,000 years old. Oh, Dilo, I think I think you're actually a little Anyways. more accurate there. Wait, our our listeners don't want us to talk no. about this. There's probably dinosaurs back then. The oh, oldest man, that's Hollywood tree stuff. In the that's, world. Those weren't real. Why don't we take a quick break before we bring on our Trail of the Month guest? And you all want to stick around because we've got the Kansas Express, ladies and gentlemen. He's back. And the Trail Show will be back in a moment. This is Kansas Express, and I never listen to The Trail Show. All right, folks, The Trail Show is back. And back again, once again, uh, we've got Charlie Jansen, a.k.a. The Kansas Express. He was on recently in May, show 130, to talk about his calendar year Triple Crown hike. And today we've got him back to talk about a different hike, which is a trail I'd never heard of. I feel like we've been having a few of these lately, trails that are new to us, at least, I'm sure listeners out there know about the peaks of the Balkans trail, but I did not. So Kansas Express, can you just basically give us a quick overview of where this trail is, where it starts, where it finishes, and how long it is, just the nuts and bolts? Definitely. Uh, Thanks for having me again. Um, So the peaks of the Balkans is a 192-kilometer route through Albania, Montenegro, and Kosovo in southeastern Europe. Um, That's north of Greece, south of Slovenia, for those of you who want to get a a, a geographic zip code um, in there. But it's uh, it's essentially a non-trail, though. Um, you're kind of bushwhacking and pioneering your own route. Um, my wife and I did it in 2017 and it was awesome. I probably had more stories, um, on the two weeks on peaks of the Balkans than probably my entire calendar year triple crown. Wow. Okay. Yeah. What do you mean? Share, share. Like type two fun. Yeah. I, I guess you could say type two fun. Um, raise your hand if you've ever been lost on trail before. Like really lost. <laughs> like, like really lost. Dilo's not raising his hand because he's never been on trail, but the rest of us are. No, I, I, don't, I don't know that I've been like, kidding. I've been sort of lost, not like, like displaced. Oh my God, where am I? But like a few miles off track. Oh yeah. Yeah. Bushwhacking yeah. through a thick forest and no longer able to see landmarks and kind of like eh. yeah. Okay, well we were on we were on a sheep trail, but not only we on the wrong sheep trail, we were in the wrong country. So <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
that's when you know you went really, really, really <laughs> astray. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we found out <laughs> after about day eight, nine, maybe. So it's 192 kilometers. We probably did close to double that um, oh. because of us getting lost. Wow. So the wow. margin of error. So the margin of error, uh, you know, concerning direction was approximately 50%. Um, so we, yeah, we probably went double, double the, um, double the distance probably. So it was probably more like 380 kilometers, I would say is definitely yeah. more accurate. Um, <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, very, very, very jagged, rugged mountains. Um, the Balkan, you know, peninsula is quite long um and the uh according to according to uh the bbc it is the last true wilderness route in all of mainland europe wow now your your um your admission of getting that lost makes me wonder about a couple of things the geography of the trail is it just that like there's multiple ridges that parallel and those just happen to be in different countries and or also <laughs> is the are, are the maps so terrible that like you know you can't really have a sense of like where you are when you're out there indeed choice e all of the above um so we found out after like day eight that actually all sheep trails in the entire Balkan Peninsula have the same bullseye markers oh. where it's red and white. So we thought it was like unique. It's like, okay. oh, we have to be on the trail. I see. Every Ooh. single trail is is blazed uh, the same way. Is blazed the exact same way. Okay. I, when so you said that, you were following a sheep trail, yeah. I thought you meant you were just following like a faint trail. But no, you were following a marked trail. Yeah, and it's wow. only but only, that only shepherds use. Yes. Um, yeah, we didn't see anybody else actually um, on the trail the entire time we were on. Wow. Um, so until until nine until 1997, Albania was actually under a pr pretty oppressive, brutal communist regime. So maps were actually illegal for your general populace to have at all. And so we found one map from, I think it was 2001 or so. And so there's been significant improvements in infrastructure. Um, I, I don't want to say even improvements. There's just more, infra there's just more infrastructure than there was um, mm -hmm. since the fall of the communist regime. So it, um, uh, yeah, so maps were outlawed. Um, so when you ask a local, how far it is to get someplace they'll point in a general direction and they'll mm -hmm. say like tet or eight eight hours like regardless of how fast yeah. you know you walk it's it's eight hours that way wow. there's no dis there's no distances it is completely undefined and it's mm -hmm. very very generalized so for us to even have made it was pretty miraculous um we did run into a couple that were i think they were i think they were from or sorry i take that back we did meet two people i think they were from california they were just out for like a day or two and they showed us 
what we now know today is this is kind of like the predecessor to Far Out. Yeah. It was called ah. Wiki. It was called WikiLock, and that helps tremendously okay. with uh, with navigation. Even even though we were we still got lost pretty frequently. Um, there pretty much is no resupply the entire time, except for in Plav Montenegro, which is a town of about 7,000 people and is kind of the cultural hub of that, of that area. And it's located on the largest, uh, um, glacially fed lake in all of Montenegro, Mm. which doesn't say a lot. Montenegro is a pretty small country. Um, How, how far is that into the, how far would it have been into just like a straight hike without doing double the mileage? Um, it's hard to say. Um, it was eight days for us and we were going, we were going, we put in full days every day. So okay. I'm assuming I'm, I have, I, I honestly have no idea. Yeah. Uh, like the mileage was just so skewed, um, yeah. after actually the first day. Um, but, but eight days of like full hiking. And when you say you were doing full days, you were like hiking pretty much all of the daylight hours. Yeah, like what you mean? Uh, like about seven to seven. They're about twelve hour days. Okay. And, yeah. and um, do do they use the Latin alphabet or the Cyrillic alphabet in so Montenegro? Montenegro, they use both? they use the Cyrillic alphabet. Um, um, Albania, they use Latin, and it's an ancient Illyrian language predating Latin, actually. Wow. Um, so <clears throat> I've done actually like a lot of like independent study on all the uh, they're called the Castrates, basically all of the all of the mountain tribes that kind of coalesced mm-hmm. during kind of the height of the Roman Empire to form basically these just like basically these um like you had like a like a warlord basically running each tribe and the tribes feuded about as much with each other as they did with the Romans they were they were not a cohesive group mm-hmm. at all um, so it's a really, really interesting history of the area. A lot of Ottoman influence. Um, mm. 70% of, of uh, Albania and Kosovo um, is Muslim. And so in every, in every town, um, you, you have these beautiful 14th century mosques with the crying towers. And just to hear like the prayer at night was just like super cool. It was like really, hmm. it was just a really cool cultural experience. Um, you're, it was actually right on one of the Silk Road routes as hmm. well, because it was only a 10 day, um, it's only a 10 day walk to Constantinople um, or now Istanbul, Turkey. So um, back then, so it was kind of like the cultural crossroads of kind of Southeastern Europe. And it v- feels very much like you're not in Europe. It is extraordinarily impoverished now you wow. sent us an article about the the peaks of the balkans trail basically mm-hmm. and it's interesting you're bringing up all this conflict and everything because in that article they reference that there's been a lot of conflict within the countries and between the countries and how this trail kind of represents uh them working together to to have some common literal common ground um and one of the interesting things that i noted in the article was that a lot some of the sheep herders um, have, because of these the increase in hiking, have set up little huts and stuff. And I was wondering if you experienced any of that when you went through, and what 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 does that look like on the ground? Yeah, um, I'm glad. I'm really glad that you brought that up because that was kind of like one of the highlight stories of our experience. So we were out, I think, a total of twelve or thirteen days, but our first resupply was day eight. 
Um, and it was really the only, it was the, it was the only resupply. And, um, but <laughs> I think it was on day three. So in Balchin, Albania, in Milishev, Kosovo, Plav, Montenegro, Ricky Oligas, uh, Montenegro, um, and Valbona, uh, I think that was I think that was Montenegro still. Um, there we we got like produce from shepherds. Um, also okay. like also lamb jerky just in like a grocery bag, and very <laughs> very sinewy. Um, but that's about all we had to eat. So we were just eating just like a, a raw zucchini and like lamb jerky just oh, in wow. just that was basically just given to us with by with their hands. Um, yeah. and, and thank God, cause we were actually, by the end, we spent 62 days living out of our packs that summer. And when we got back to the state stateside, we were both pretty emaciated and that all kind of started by running up a pretty significant deficit, um, on the peaks of the yeah. Balkans, just cause it's so under-resourced, but it was like <laughs> night two or night three, it said on the map, we had only gone, uh, roughly nine kilometers. We probably hiked at least. 24 25 miles but oh, we were wow. so significantly lost that we basically were just going these really 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 inefficient ways and so we saw the shepherd shack and Allie my wife we were just dating at the time she was super super cooked and we were both just both of our legs were blasted she was really really done uh, the sun was starting to set it was getting cold because this is June and we're up about uh, six, 7,000 feet, but probably at a 50-degree angle, this, this hut stood on this kind of like grassy mountain, just right in the side of this mountain. Hmm. And we went up, like we approached the cabin, and they invited us in. Like, is there a, is there a place that we can pitch our tent? We were, but we were both just pretty smashed. And there's just absolutely zero flat ground. We're just on the side of this fairly precipitous mm -hmm. mountain. And they invite us in and they had all like these herbs just drying from this little mm. stone hut. And um, so what we deduced was it was a husband, wife, and then the, the either the father or an uncle of the wife that were these three shepherds that lived up there six months out of the year wow. and dialect changes valley to valley. Mm -hmm. So I had learned a little bit of just like polite Albanian and they were not understanding any of it. They could speak of bits and pieces of French and that was hmm. it. We had Google translate, which is really, really rough because everything just does not mm -hmm. translate well at all. And yeah. so they invited us in and we, we sat and, um, and she asked in like, kind of like gesticulated in a way that we collected the word spinach from what oh. she was saying. We're like, we're like, yeah, spinach. Yeah. Great. So it's like, she disappears and we're, we're listening to, to, um, a Serbian football match on wow. a little radio there's one light bulb um, uh -huh. this hut had probably been there for a hundred years and 
they were stoking this hundred-year-old like cast iron furnace in the middle of this little hut. Mike, first of all, how did you get that up here? <laughs> There's no roads anywhere. And so they brought it up by mule or horse. Yeah, of course. Many, many moons ago. And so this woman comes back 30 minutes later and she's carrying like a bushel, this massive bushel. And I'm like, that is not spinach. I don't know what that is, but that is just just straight Jurassic vegetation. I it, it's massive. Oh my god! She she had just harvested this with a sickle off the side of the mountain, and we're like, and it was wild spinach. Wow! And so she had she made dough and put buttermilk and butter and garlic, and basically made this is seemingly infinitely long dough coil. And then she basically wrapped it really tight. And as she did, she wove in pieces of that spinach and then they, she baked it in the fur, which is the oven, the furnace. Mm -hmm. Right. And it was awesome. They also made, made herbal tea from herbs that they collected on the side of the mountain and with like a little sugar cube that they, tossed mm-hmm. in and then they offered this to us i don't drink i if i remember correctly this is like six years ago ali tri- tried it it was homemade moonshine they're oh known as rocky wow. and i was like oh my god i hope you don't go blind because <laughs> that it was just i, I could smell it. it smelled like just mm-hmm. gasoline Oh. And, then, and, and and then they um and then they made sour like drinkable yogurt and i mean this is like yogurt straight from the tit like i mean it was as fresh as fresh (laughs) got it was curdled and it was so incredibly sour i'm like i'm like don't be rude just drink it (laughs) i got one sip in Gag took another sip. I'm like, everything is going to come up of my already empty stomach if I oh. try to drink anymore. And um, and then this is the fun part of the conversation. So we're conversing. So there's Allie and I, and then this family unit of three. And this guy goes behind a curtain and brings out this Soviet era Kalashnikov, <laughs> AK-47. Yeah. Wow. And we're like. Maybe this is the, this is this might be the end. I don't know what's about to happen. <laughs> and um, you know, like banana clip and everything, super super rough. Like there's no paint on, like on on the on the um, like on the muzzle at all. Um, yeah. You know, it had a, it had like a like a wood stock, and um, and so he put it over his shoulders, and he was just like um, in in Google translate because Albanian is a language in, in, in Google translate. He, he roughly said that th- these are for the wolves because they eat our sheep. It's the last place in mainland yeah, Europe where there is a healthy and relatively large wolf population huh. still. Wow. And so, and I guess I should preface this by when we first met them, we actually met, like the uncle or the father of the of of the woman actually he was on horseback and had it on on his back on horseback i mean there's nothing more majestic than seeing this albanian man with no teeth just 
smoking a hand-rolled cigarette with an AK-47 slung over his shoulder on a white horse herding sheep oh. on this, like, 50-degree slope. Did they have a shirt on? Like, yeah, he did. Yeah. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But it was, it was like, wow, what, a, what an experience. And so we're like, so is there a place that we can, like, set up? And, um, like, and they're like, you don't want to sleep out here because mm-hmm. of the wolves. Yeah. And so we went into this like little shack that just had like, like pesticides and dog food. Cause they had these massive white Albanian shepherds. So they yeah. kind of look like great Pyrenees. Yeah. Um, and all, and also all of them were missing one ear. Also, um, they had been clipped down to the base of the skull and I'm like, Hmm, interesting. And the like the father of the so I, I i had a million questions like i you know it was kind of like on the on the calendar triple crown when i met four amish guys in maine hiking i had a million questions because i'd never <laughs> met amish people in person and and so yeah so they were just uh yeah, the ears ears. The dogs. and the he he take he takes this thing out of his pocket and i have no idea what it was it was like this little petrified piece of leather and that was the ear of his dog oh no and that's what was used pretty much <laughs> as like as like shepherd currency to where they could and could not um graze their livestock um because there are grazing rights in particular valleys mm. and you know there's no like deed that like in america you know you have like a no trespassing sign and mm-hmm. you have a deed and you have a prop, you know, you have like the property owner and there's like a barbed wire fence. Well, there are no fences there at all. So, um, you have dog ears, um, as basically a tag, like this is where, this is where for the month of June, this is where I graze my flock. So you just like hang up your dog ears, like a dog ear chime, like next to your land. Oh my God. Wow. It was, it was the most bizarre thing ever. And, um, it was just, it was just super cool though. Um, and so we, we camped inside this like rodent shack and then they sent us on our way with some fresh produce, just grown this feral produce grown off the side of the mountain (laughs) and just lamb jerky, very, very like sinewy tendony. Uh Maybe it was made from lamb lamb ears. Maybe so. (laughs) Who knows? That's so how you chew it and it lasts longer. Yes. Oh my god. That that's an insane story. That's all that is just and I wonder if now, because it seems like it's getting a little more attention, if things are a little more like there's more people going through, you know? Yeah, I mean, if you look at the Peaks of the Balkans website, yeah, the entire website was written in Albanian and put into Google Translate because it makes. Ah, I wondered about that. So, so many grammatical inaccuracies. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah um, there's some weird thing. The way they said a couple of things were strange too. I was like, mm, that's weird. Um, yeah. What about okay? So we talked about the resupply and that crazy experience, but what about like? water and stuff along the trail was that an issue at all i mean especially it sounds like there's a lot of grazing yeah so definitely definitely have to purify water is pretty abundant though um okay it was uh it was it was pretty lush i mean it was beautiful it was so incredibly rugged though just mm-hmm. because we're like we're we're looking at we're we're looking at a topographic map 
So we're like, okay, it generally goes here. Here's a cliff band over here. And this looks like a <coughs> kind of the highest mountain, you know, in the immediate vicinity, the trail kind of runs alongside the flank of it. And mm-hmm. so we're, but there is no, there is nothing marked. And so we're just, we're just making a general path. And so there's no switchbacks. There's no discernible trail at all. Um, there are, there's a kind of a very labyrinthine spider working network of trails that a lot of sheep made with mm-hmm. like the shepherds. Um, yeah, but it's, there's, it's very karst topography. So it's very, uh, it's very limestone based. So there's these really crazy, like vertical sinkholes kind of, it actually reminded me a lot of marble mountain wilderness in Northern California before you cross into Oregon. Um, Very, very like cavernous vertical shaft sinkholes. And um, yeah, we just met shepherds. There was an old um, medieval well that we drew water out of. Um, It was like, it was like, it was like Caribbean blue. And um it was it was pretty cool, but we just we got lost so many times. Yeah, and um, the the way that the map is, the way that the trail is kind of drawn in on whatever maps may exist, is it intended to be kind of a um, pass and valley trail where you kind of go up to the low point of a saddle and then kind of go, you know, traverse the um, the kind of the route that way? Yeah, it's pretty Appalachian in nature where okay. you're just like valley peak valley peak valley peak but so, is it going over the peaks or is it like going over like a flank or a saddle or um it, it usually goes over like flanks or saddles but okay. still the climbs are, are yeah are of course gnarly. of course yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so it's it, it never typically went to a true summit but mm-hmm. um it was very it was very um uh Pretty, pretty significant descents, pretty significant ascents, pretty much all of them. Um, yeah. It's just, ex- just experiencing like every day something, you know, we, it's not like we didn't see people. We saw people, but they're all locals and they had no idea what we're doing, what, yeah. what the hell we were doing. And so like on our first day, we um, outside of Cherim, Al- um, Albania, there was this little boy and he could speak just little fragments of English. And I was like, I was like, I was like, Hey, what's your name? And he's like, he's like, my name is Brooklyn. And I'm like, it is definitely not Brooklyn. There's no (laughs) way your name is Brooklyn. And um, he rode his bike across this like glacial stream that we forded across. And we went to this like pretty, this pretty run down shack and, um, they brought out like Cokes, but then they were demanding, like, you give us like 20 American dollars mm-hmm. for like, a, like a soda. And we're like, Hmm, no. <laughs> like, um, we also, we, uh, I'm like, here's five bucks. We don't need it. We don't need anything more. And they just kept trying to bring stuff out for us and kept insisting that we pay. You're and like, look, like, man, I'll give you 20 bucks. If you bring me a curdled yogurt drink. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Indeed. <laughs> Um, but it was funny because he was just like, he's like, he's like peak of Balkan that way. We're like, no way mm-hmm. on the map. There's no way it's that way. That's where we went wrong in the first day. We oh. should have listened to Brooklyn because he was actually right. He was seven years old. Oh my God. Wow. Did you, did you set out with like 10 days of food, like hoping to hike the, the 190 kilometers type of thing? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. So we, we, uh, 
we flew from we flew from Kansas City to Miami, Miami to Brussels, and we had an eight-hour layover there. We flew from Brussels to Tirana, which is the capital of Albania. Then we took a bus that was like a, a, an equivalent of like a dollar fifty U.S. to Skoder, which is the fourth largest city in Albania on the very very like north end of the country, where it kind of, it's kind of the Piedmont, like kind of at the base of the mountains. And our, our on our first day. We had to go to a supermarket. I also lost. I also lost an igniter, so I have to find a. I have to find a lighter of some kind. Went to a flea market. They have no fuel of any kind. Zero fuel. No propane. No isobutane. It's like okay, well, we're just gonna have to make a fire every day to cook. Yeah. And um and so um I ended up buying a lighter at this you know at this flea market. I lost it. So I had, I bummed, I bummed one off this guy smoking a cigarette at this restaurant. And, um, I ended up losing that one too, actually. I My was, God. Just, I, I was Come like, on, abs- man. Abs- like absurdly <laughs> irresponsible. So he we went to this place that was like oddly clean, kind of outside of town. And we had, we couldn't recognize any labels at all. And I'm like, okay, these look like tortillas. It was heavily salted unleavened bread so it was kind of like a flat bread but it was like it was a crumbly though Hmm. and it was it was so incredibly salty it was gross so think of like a tortilla but it didn't hold there's like not enough gluten in it for it to like hold together and it was just heavily salted and we're like oh here's a can it says pollo there's a picture of a chicken on it. <laughs> maybe there's a, maybe it's a cognate. It's got to be chicken. I don't know about you all, but I hate olives the most. Of um, any uh, no, 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 no. And I opened no. it up and it was, they were fermented olives. Oh, they came fermented and hmm. it was the weird. most repugnant, smell i've ever smelled and that's the only time uh hopefully hopefully i don't get a lot of hate from listeners on the show that is the only time i ever littered in my life i threw that in the middle of a lake because i was pissed and we only had we had like we had like we had a glass jar of nutella that weighed about four pounds this shitty salted unleavened flatbread and that was it and that was had to oh. last us to plov, and which ended up being double the distance of what it actually said on the map. Oh. Well, you so, have just made dude. a great case for my favorite <laughs> trail food, which is cold soaking, dehydrated, refried beans that I can bring with me from the United oh, States. No, bean, yeah. I have no problem with beans at all. Beans are amazing. Olives. No, I'm just saying, like, if you bring your own, then you would, you know, then you don't have any. Yeah. And you don't have to eat oh, fermented yeah. olives on top of your. <laughs> Crumbly well, we tortillas. Just, well, we just thought it was going to be like a lot easier just to acquire yeah. just food at all. And yeah. we just didn't have, God, we just didn't have anything. And then that, that night we got like borderline hypothermic. We're on top of a mountain in the middle of a lightning storm in this karst topography with these razor sharp limestone rocks with venomous Balkan adders all over the place and we're on the top of the mountain and i'm like okay i see lights down there this must be this must be gusenia montenegro 
And so we're like, okay, we indeed need to go back. It was like seven miles ish. Um, wow. to go back to this like junction on the top of this pass and then just go the other way. And that was just the first of like 73 times we got lost in mm-hmm. like a 12 or 13 day period. It was insane. Oh my God. If, if you were hiking this trail now, would a satellite mapping app of some, some kind, doesn't matter like what it is, like, would that be a complete game changer hiking this trail in 2023? Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, even the wiki lock helped. Okay. Um, but it's like you really had to look at it at all times because, like, oh, I'm on a trail. Like, this is the natural contour of a mountain, whatever. Right. Um, and, but it's like, nope, you're going a hard left when there's a trail right in front of me. It's like, there is no trail over there. And it's through, it's through three miles of stinging metal. Oh, and, my favorite. Yeah. And so it's just like, oh my God. And then, like, I flushed a wild boar too, which was, fun there was just like every single day there was something crazy then when we got to milishev kosovo we got picked up by this family and major language barrier and in albania they both they use both the euro and the lek well the lek is a pretty meaningless currency um so it's like twenty two thousand lek is like seven us dollars it's incredibly weak and Mm. they prefer the euro because it's you know standardized. And so we when we got to Tirana, we went to like we went to like a money exchange and we got like a million lek. And wow. which which equates to like 40 bucks. And it's just like, <laughs> but we didn't have we, we didn't have any euro. And people just people even in cities just straight up didn't even accept lek. Like we don't accept wow. that. Wow. And it's like it's your national currency. How do you not accept it? But that's something that we just didn't know. Was it was it kind of a cash only system there, or were there places to use credit cards, cash only? Zero plastic, zero. Okay. Yeah. Um, Every time you say Toronto, I feel like you're just (laughs) saying Toronto in a weird way. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds similar. No, it's Toronto. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's just funny. Yeah, and so. We got picked up by this family. They're like, they're like, no, no, please stay in our house after we like got across them. Like, we don't have anything to pay you with. Like, we're out of money, like Leck included. Mm-hmm. Like, thanks for the offer. It did not, it did not like, and they just kept saying like 20 euros, 20 euros. We're like, we have zero, zero, zero euros. We have zero Leck. Thank you for the offer. We got to go though. And then they realize like, we don't have any money. And they're like, oh, come stay with us anyway. And so huh. they, ha- they have this pull out couch. There's no insulation in this cabin at all. And um, just big, big gap, like, like mm-hmm. from the bottom of the door to the floor. And um, wow, they make, they make this bed. It's stiflingly hot. And there's like 10 of us in this little cabin. And, you know, actually, come to think of it, there wasn't electricity either. I'm pretty sure they had a kerosene lamp. And they got these pillows out, and it's like they were soaked in gasoline, I think, for like vermin oh. and mice. And so, like, we My just like God. put our heads down, and it's like, I'm high right now. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so, I'm like huffing this gasoline pillow. Like, what is happening? Why gasoline are these so, pillows? Why are these so gasoline like? And then um, they sent us 
off with a lot of produce the next day. Um, so we're just eating cucumbers, which is great because it puts food in your stomach and it hydrates you, but there's essentially no caloric value. Yeah. And then um, we go to this, we find this place um, and uh, it was like, it was like this little pavilion on the middle, like on the side of this mountain. And this woman and her senile father were there and they, she brought up this like massive, like charcuterie board of like bread meets cheeses. We're like, perfect. This is amazing. And because we're out of food again and we're like, okay, we got like 22 miles to get to Plav. And after we left there, we got lost like twice and an insect, like the size of a bird flew into Allie's uvula and it like scratched it. So she was like, like vomiting slash gagging slash like trying to vomit for like three hours and we're like oh my god this day has to end and her legs were so incredibly jackhammered that like and we're just out we're just completely out of food like at this point (laughs) and so we're like we're like we have to get the plov tonight and there's like this these like six high school kids with a volkswagen out in this meadow there's no road. I have no idea how they got there. And we're like, Plav, where is it? And they're like, they're like, like, perfect. (laughs) Those are great directions. And so I guess we're going that way. Yeah. And so we, we ended up like kind of following the contour of this mountain downhill. We connected to this like ancient cobblestone road. And we finally went to Plav, which has been like a trading Mecca for, you know, over a thousand years. And we finally got there and we went and got pizza. We didn't realize that in Montenegro, it's a completely different language than Albanian. Nobody in Montenegro speaks Albanian. Nobody in Albania speaks Montenegrin. So, and it's a, it's a Cyrillic alphabet. So it's like reading Russian and you're just like, I don't know what any of this is. And so we got a room and it was painted lavender and it was the, it was the suite. It was the nicest room that they had in the nicest hotel in town. We got an upgrade with air conditioning and it came out to be a total of like $27 US. And it was like, it was like a five-star hotel, um, which is about a Drury Inn in the United States. And it was good it was nice we took a zero which i'm very unaccustomed to doing but um for her sake it was good and for my sake as well and we just ate a lot of food the next day and then um hiked out the following day and then made it to valbona uh montenegro with little issue and then cross cross the border again um into albania to theth which is where we started and um yeah, I mean, there there were just like so many like people stories. Yeah, um, it it sounds like I mean, despite having spent like eight or nine days on the trail without seeing anyone, completely lost. Like, it sounds like the trail afforded you, and perhaps it would afford other people as well. Like some pretty interesting experiences with, you know, I I think traveling to places like Kosovo and Albania that are very different from the rest of Europe is kind of a unique experience, right? And I think if you can be open-minded and perhaps educate yourself a little bit on the history of those countries before you go there, 
just like you and your wife, like you can have some pretty, I think, interesting interactions with people that are, you know, a little more enriching than just like going to the beach <laughs> in Greece or whatever, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. No, no like a hundred percent. No, it was like, I, you know, I feel I'm a firm believer that in, in, in travel, especially on foot, it, it, it affords you the best education that you can ever get you know, that yeah, totally. like, as opposed to like a textbook or a class mm-hmm. or a lecture or anything, because you're fully living it and you, yeah. you're, you're forced to become, you're forced to become immersed yeah. um, in, in everything. You're sitting, and, right, you're sitting right there eating the fermented olives, drinking the curdled milk oh. drink. I mean, you're in it. It's real, it. you know, <laughs> it was a very visceral experience for sure. Well, it sounds like it was a really, I mean, it, I, I was really interested in this when, when you mentioned it the first time you were on because you had listed some of the trails that you'd hiked. And then when I read that article, it's like, this sounds like an actual wild experience. And when I say wild, I mean like wilderness experience that you can have in Europe. And honestly, I mean, Triple O, you hike through Europe. There's not a ton of places where you can have a wilderness experience, I think, in Europe. Yeah. You know? I think, well, I mean, especially in the, in the South. Western yeah side, yeah so it's <laughs> well, actually pretty cool kansas um, express how did you even hear about this trail in 2017 like or how how did it get on your radar i usually do like when it comes to these like to especially like the trail excursions they were usually my idea like my wife and and my like first first real date was the wonderland trail um okay. so you know we spent five days around Mount Rainier and it was awesome. And she actually found this online. I had never heard of it. And she's like, this looks, this looks beautiful. Let's go do it. So we spent like, yeah, like 62 days in Europe. Um, That was a, just a crazy experience. Like right after this, we went to Crete for a week. Um, And then we, and, and then we did the TMB and the TMB compared to the peaks of the Balkans was a freaking cakewalk. But, But how did she hear about it? Yeah. Um, so there was a website that is, that no longer exists actually. Um, now there are more websites now, but they had, they had a website and then for a few years from like 2018 to 2021, there was no, there was zero internet resources at, at all. No maps, nothing. Um, no guidebooks. There was no website explaining anything at all, actually. So, um, yeah, we were the only people, to my knowledge, that had probably did like a true through hike, and probably in I'm just this is just uh, an estimation, probably a decade, if not mm-hmm. longer. Well, um, it's about to get the trail show bump. There's going to be thousands <laughs> of all the CDT throughs, man. They're going to go straight over to peaks of the Balkans. They're going to be looking for their high dollar shoes and their fancy snacks and all the stores yep. and drying their underwear in public places. So oh, yeah. it's going to get real. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was crazy. Even, even leaving Skoder to even get to Schoder. that, Schoder. that like, this, like the Southern terminus of the trail was, I mean, the loop, um, was crazy because we we're in this diesel Mercedes from a Montenegrin man that broke down on the side of a mountain. He had to call his friend 
from Seth to come pick us up on the side of the road. He didn't put the emergency brake on. We were out of the car. We were out of the car as all these as all these cows were just walking up the road. Of course. And the diesel Mercedes started rolling, and there was a cliff. And he literally, this man did this. He was probably close to seven years old. Did the splits to hit the brake. Our packs, our passports, our wallets were in the car, and wow. everything was about to be gone. And that's like, oh my god, we haven't even like we we'd left the city. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like it was like it, it was like, a precursor. It was an element. Yeah, man. It, it was. was. It truly it was. But it was. Be- it was beautiful though. There were. Yeah. There were lavender fields as far as you could see. That wow. sounds cool. Yeah, beautiful. What what a cool well, trip. It sounds like a really amazing yeah. trip, and I knew it was going to be some good stories coming from you. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think this is a trail that none of us had ever heard of, and. I mean, it would be awesome actually if some of our listeners went and hiked it and like reported back, like you yeah. know how how it's grown or changed because I I feel like it probably has. I mean, hiking hiking has become so popular, but um, yeah, I mean, it just seems like a really cool immersive experience, and I'm just so thankful that you know we got to hear some of your stories and kind of pick your brain about it. You guys yeah. should be the litmus, <laughs> the next four to go do it yeah oh, i'm game sure i'll go do it yeah i'll even drink the curdled milk that sounds fine with me oh but i'm you know, I'm, from, I'm from the midwest you know i can hang with some i am too products <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna hang out on the i'm gonna sleep on the gasoline pillow oh dude <laughs> you can oh, do no. that tonight yeah, yeah man, that's hashtag gonna gasoline pillows it's the latest cheapest drug of choice um cool. Kansas City, we gotta gotta wrap things up, but I wanted to see, is there anything that we didn't ask you about or anything else? Um, I mean, I know you've got a million stories, but anything. Yeah, I just I just blab my mouth anecdotally. So that's all right. That's no, what it's no, all this about. Is good. Nobody yeah. nobody's listening to the trail show taking notes about okay, at mile, you know, fifty-seven, there's a waterfall. You gotta look out for that. And I mean, no one's doing that. True. So, you know, it's all good. Well, hey man. It was great to talk to you again. Um, it, it was fantastic, just like last time, to hear your stories. And you're so passionate about your experiences. It's really, really fun to relive those with you. Um, so thank, thanks so much for giving us your time. We really, really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Well, um, happy start of the school year to you. And uh, yeah, and um, yeah, we'll we'll have to pick your brain about some other trails in the future, and and uh, possibly have you, you know, back on the show another time for a three Pete. Looking forward to it. Cool. Yeah, three Pete. Cool. All right. Thanks (laughs) Thanks so much. Yep. Have a good night. All right. All right, folks. We're gonna go to break. When we come back, we've got uh, a couple of mailbag items. We've got some shout outs to some donors. And ask a hiker with Mike DiLorenzo. Don't go anywhere.
This is John Z, and I never listened to The Trail Show. All right, folks, we're back for break. We have a plethora of pinatas. We have a plethora of hotline calls because it's uh, we didn't do hotline last month. So now we're we're doing a double header. So Triple O, take it away. All right. Well, Maverick Marvin's cell phone is still working, so we did get some calls yeah. from him. Here we go. Greetings, Trail Show. Yama Marvin Maverick Kepler, El Hikador, the Tucson, Arizona. Viva los gatos locos, amigos y amigas. Team America, red, white, and blue. Yeah, buddy. Well, oh here God. I am, uh, two miles uh, out of Rogers Pass. Will be uh, town day today. I'm back on the CDT, back in Montucky. Uh, the uh, Bob was awesome. Chinese wall was the neatest thing ever. My second time being there. And uh, walking the uh, ridge lines here in the Cape Coast has been a treat. Just views, views for miles. But uh, yeah, just checking in. Um, oh, uh, Triple O. You might, I remember hearing you on the last trail show. Uh, wanted to, you know, the phone call thing. Uh, I don't have anyone else to call. Well, guess what? In this day and age, everything's digital. Everything's text. Everything's social media. You know, I, I got, I got to get on the phone and make a phone call every once in a while. You know, keep my skills. You know, hone my skills. You know, in the, in the uh, verbal, verbal usage. You know, communication style. You know what I mean? Uh, but anyways, yeah. He obviously needs more practice. Trail show. Um, you know, once, twice, three times, sometimes. But anyways, all's well here. Um, oh, one other thing, bro. Uh, condolences on your. Uh, Florida Gators losing the College World Series to the Tigres de LSU. Very sad. I want to know why you guys Because Jay Johnson, that coach, used to be the Arizona baseball coach. Yeah, the Wildcats from Tucson. What? Yeah, buddy. Is he in the and, toilet? Uh, what? What's going on? Imposter? What is his name? Arvin Cassidy? He's slowly he's falling away from his phone. He's losing it. <laughs> What the hell is going on? Uh, I mean, I there was about there was about two seconds of content in that five minute call. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Whoa. But it's like the nutritional value of ice cream, right? You eat it for the joy of it, not for uh, <laughs> yeah, not for the yeah. health benefits. Yeah. Uh, I think the important thing is that he said he was going in for a town day, which means Ooh. he had more time for another call. What Hola, the hell? Trail show. It's Marvin Maverick Kessler at Hikador. Looking down at Roger's cat. You want to talk to that hole? There'll be no more. So happy. Viva los gatos. And I'm out of here. Weekend town day, you know what day it is, you know what day it is, you know what day it is, it's town day, town day, town day. Town day. I'm going to get me some Scottish Ale, cold smoke from Missoula, Montana. Have me a six pack of that stuff and oh yeah, I'm going to get up. My. Fortunately, there's a three minute limit on yeah. hotline <laughs> recording. <laughs> oh man. And we might... since we play the 
these uh, clips often, we had another call about people not listening to the Chael Show. So here we go. This is Boo. Blackjaw. Lemuel. And we never listened to the Chael Show. I love it. Very good. That's Always the kind good. of call I want. Salute you. Sure. Salute you three. It's sweet. Mm-hmm. Do you want that kind of call, PD, or do you want Maverick's third call? Which oh, is my God. Right now? What was the first option? It's me again, <laughs> honing those uh, telephone skills. El Hecador Marvin Maverick Kessler, the Tucson, Arizona, not Marvin Casserole. No. Anyways, update. I made it to Lincoln. Didn't have to hitch. There was another section hiker. His wife was at the trailhead to pick him up. Is he on a Greyhound again? He's talking real soft. Now I'm here at the Wagon Inn. Yeah. Wheel in uh, bar saloon here in Lincoln, drinking my uh, cold smoke Scottish ale. So there you go. Maverick out. Wow, uh, that was a short one. I, you know, Melvin Casserole can always call back. <laughs> oh boy! As keep poking the bear as many times as he wants. As many uh, times as well, he wants. We got one last call from, you know, a very important call from the president. Oh, Ooh. please hold for the president of all the West. Hey, I have been asked by my Secret Service team to request that you do not announce to the Trail Show Nation my planned hike of the Sunshine Coast Trail in August. The team wants to keep my hiking plans a secret and does not want a Trail Show bump while I'm not on the trail. Thanks so much. Yep, we'll be sure there to go. we'll be sure to bleep out the part where he says Sunshine Coast Trail. <laughs> We definitely <laughs> won't mention the Sunshine Coast Trail. I can guarantee that. Yeah, don't. Yeah, of course not. Social Nation, please do not go to the Sunshine Coast Trail. Yep. All right. Was that it for hotline calls? That is it for hotline calls. Holy moly. Hey, Maverick, what's up, guys? I've been in the bathroom. Bill. Did I miss anything? It's not too late. <laughs> <laughs> you, you missed an era where you had to pay by the minute on cell calls. That's what <laughs> yeah. We need to bring that back for some people. Can we adjust the uh, time limit to two minutes, Triple O? I, I will look into that. Okay. Uh, maybe even a minute and a half, I'm thinking. Maybe maybe mm -hmm. 90 yeah. seconds. Uh, yep. We should investigate such things. Anyway, very Lots good. Lots of good things in life are distilled. Yeah. That's right. Beauty we got some, some donators. We got some donators. Some monthly donators so, just so you know donator is not the proper nomenclature dude it is donor i know but i like to speak to the room i like to speak to the level in the room and i'm looking at you so i'm over, gonna say donators over the line pod <laughs> market eight okay we got bernard wolf hey. russ not fuss kinder hey. craig pisco gully what a guy bobby walters the trevor smoke it if you got it the bowl man Smart jeffrey cottonmouth caldwell Diane Pinkers, Dine. David Dine. Sarcasm, the Alviti, Justin Quality, Knowles, Ingrid Gerard, Pat the Bouncer Dixon, The Weekend, Stephen the Hustler Russell, 
Emma the Brute, Bruce, Renee, She-Ra, Patrick, Wesley, the Haggis Addict, he needs it. Greenwood, Kevin, Chickpea Cross, and Sasha Honeydew Codette, Tebow, not Tim, Williams, Tommy the Meat, Popsicle Stevens, Brandon Lost Balls, Love Lady, She-Ra the Switch, Blady, and Brian the Big Mac, Namara, Phil, Felipe Gilberto, Dave, the prehistoric Geode Hale, Holder. Tony Sheboygan Brewing, Pitts, Rachel Die, Bama Die Merchant, Dance, Dance, Ump, Son, no, 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 it's Dan Thompson, Richie, yeah. Rich, Lemuel, Glasgow, yeah, Mark, was, Willie G, Homer, no, Eric, Dan the robber's son. No, yep. I thought it was Dan Thompson. No, Dan, the host son. Get on the Daniel Fundip Sharp. Kill yep. Bill Cottrell. Woody Yukon Caboose. Bice. Matt Frantum of the Opera. Tim the Hooch Hoochins. I think Holtz his Wolf. name is I think his name is Thompson Daniel. Tyler yeah. the Kerminator Kermoade. Ray Fitch. Andrew Paget. Pat Pipkin. Yep. Kurt. Leokri Newton. Thank Flash. Bob Hobo Evans down on Bob the farm. Hope. Kristen Fancy Mac Hartung. Hartung. Victor what? Flamingo Newton. Simon the German Vampire Hosenfeld. Oh, a vampire. A vampire. We salute you. Marvin Maverick Castler El Hikador. Viva los casseroles. <laughs> oh boy, we, we're poking the Oh bear. man, Jack Thigh High Billings, Jim the Heathen Hebner, and Paul Chisholm. Oh, Paul Chisholm, who is a new donor. Ooh. What? Did you say Paul? Did you say Paul or Paul? Did he give his trail name? <laughs> AKA Guy Smiley. No, I don't know this person. AKA okay. well, Guy Smiley. He, he didn't give me his address, so I cannot send him a gift, a lock of my luscious hair. I've got so, a Paul Chisholm. He, okay. might even, he might even be in the same house that I'm in right now. <laughs> a story for another day. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Okay, Paul Chisholm. Yes. You need Shout to knock on, knock on those boards and tell him to, uh, yeah. you know, get his Thank address you over donation. here. Okay, and we also have David Fox and Socks Cornetta, who donated beer money specifically for Delo, which he's going to use next month. But here's the exciting thing: David Fox and Socks is the first donor to be getting our newest sticker, <gasps> white on clear. Yes, we did get white another round of stickers. Clear. I tell you what, the stickers mm-hmm. are coming in hot and heavy. It's a clear brat background with our white trail show logo the original logo so we do have some black ones left you might get one of each it depends we don't know well and now that i know that you're sharing a wall with paul chisholm when i mail you some things tomorrow i'll throw in some things for him cool he <laughs> might appreciate that yeah That's but maybe awesome. not a lock of my hair because that'll be yeah be kind of weird you're like here's a lock of my wife's hair <laughs> i don't know that his <laughs> wife strange. would appreciate such a gift <laughs> I'll send him some of mine. I'll I'll pluck all the the silver ones out and bundle them. And then actually what we should do, we should do a a trimming of D Lo. I mean that's like a that could be like a hay bale. 
Ooh. Dilo, would you be so willing to... Of gasoline? Maybe we I'm could just sorry, do an NFT of Dilo's gesture. Dilo doesn't always hear things because the inside of his ears <laughs> looks like... No, no, I, I don't always hear these things. It's I, like a little it's, forest of wiry gray shrubs in there. It's, it's getting to the time of day where I... I know. Start. You start to fading. start to fade. Okay. What time yeah. is it in Vermont, Dilo? Can you? Are we? Are we still doing? It's ten twenty. Are we still recording? What's happening? No, think... we're not. Don't worry about it. Okay, I think we're crazy. online. So you okay. guys want to sell online. my beard trimmings in an NFT? That's no, not your I'm beard. Yeah. I'm all for it. I love Chess. this idea. Okay. I, I don't. What my my pecs? No, I don't mm -hmm. trim my pecs. I trim my beard. Uh, clearly, clearly, you do not. Yeah, we could. <laughs> I mean, My, uh, we, we'd have to get a new clipper. I mean, that's not an old one. Ain't going to take that we off. Have, you just read off like 30 donators. Can't the trail show afford a new clipper? I mean, come on. Well, um, uh, actually, donator is actually, actually not the proper nomenclature. It's donor. We just okay. used Don trail show money yeah. to buy a new saw for trail work. So maybe we could use yes. that saw to trim up some of the body hair. No. Okay. No, we can't. Well, I think it's time for um, Ask a Hiker. Or do we have other things to do? Mailbag? Uh, we do, have, we do have some mailbag items, but I tell you what. Let's let's get through Ask a Hiker so I can go away. But but there's <laughs> one <laughs> mailbag item that applies to D-Lo. So, and, and I okay. tabled Let it me do Ask time. a Hiker. Oh, yeah. Let's do Ask a Hiker so that I can zone out and like fade away. Um, okay. Very good. D-Lo, did you, you have any questions this month? Yeah. I had like 60 questions this Ooh, month. That's a lot, man. But I, it's a lot of questions. And I really spent hours and hours just whittling it down to this single most important question. Cool. Question number one of one. Hello there, Trail Show. Long time listener, first time emailer. Just a quick question. My wife and I just finished the West Coast Trail up here in Canada. And forever my trail name has been Bearbait, and hers Cliff. Now along the trail, an incident occurred. While she was doing the number two, she slipped and ended up with doo-doo caca on her hand. Now I believe her trail name should be changed to Edward Shitty Hands. She disagrees. Your thoughts. Many thanks, Bearbait. No. No, I, so, I've got a thought right yeah, now. I don't, I don't I think, think you could change. I don't I think, think you could change. No, no. No, I don't what think about, you could change your wife's trail name. I don't think you. What can about poop paws? Poop paws. There was a guy when I hiked the AT, and his trail name was yeah. Poo Finger. Well, yeah. my favorite is Fecal Fingers. That's my favorite. <laughs> was did you no. make me a Fecal Fingers? Fecal Fingers. Yeah. Yeah, these are great I, trail names. I think Dudu Kaka. <laughs> I mean, what woman doesn't want to be like, hey, fecal fingers? You want in on some of this trail mix over here? You just dip your hand <laughs> in the bag. Like, Yo, <laughs> can you get that bag of gorp from fecal fingers? <laughs> Mud Falcon handler. Mm. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, seriously, Same can name. you? Mud can Falconer. You change, can you change your wife's trail name without no. her permission? No, I don't think mm. so. you, you can't, can't really. You, you can't start. You can't start yeah. calling your wife Edward. Yo, Edward <laughs> hands. Like, <laughs> it's a really long. First of all, it's a really long trail name. You know, they're just gonna call. Start calling your wife Edward. 
Ed. Or just Ed. I don't think it works. There is a strategy here and I'm going to, I'm going to throw this out here and this could work for other people too. So he might not be able to change her trail name directly, but he might be able to do it indirectly. Case in point, 1999 on the AT, there were four guys from PA hiking together. Three of the four had trail names. The fourth guy didn't. And he was, being real picky and choosy about you know what blah 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 what's my trail name so these the three guys started telling everyone that this fourth guy that his trail name was flounder and so basically they told like 20 30 people and everybody just started calling this guy flounder and the guy was like my name's not flounder and that just egged <laughs> people on to call him flounder and then finally he just quit fighting it he gave up and he became flounder so this guy, he might not be able to get his wife to directly change her trail name, but if he tells enough people that are hiking around his wife that her trail name is Edward Hands, <laughs> they might start calling her that, and then all of a sudden, yeah, she yeah. relents and she becomes Edward Hands. This is my wife, Edward Hands. You know, when I was on the AT, there was this guy that refused to take a trail name. And also he was not, he was just really rude to people. And, um, Oh Lord. So people started referring to him behind his back as the asshole from Brooklyn. And when we got to, when we got to white's landing or whatever that place was called, is that what it's called? Up in Northern Maine. Okay. Yeah. We went in there and they had this whole table of packages. This is back in the day. Nothing was regulated. You know, they had this whole table of packages and that guy, I don't remember his real name. That guy had a package there. And I'm not going to say who, but someone who I was hiking around went and got a Sharpie and put one line through his name on the box and wrote, the asshole from Brooklyn. Oh, wow. <laughs> Were you there when the guy actually picked up the package? Yes. Oh, no, I was oh, okay. not. Okay. I was not. I wish. I wish. That would have been amazing. But no. Hilo, have we offered up good advice tonight for your Ask God Your Question? I think so. Okay. Yeah, it started off with you should you, you have these other opportunities to to have a very similar trail name because Edward Hands might be a little bit too long. But if you want to choose Edward Hands as your wife's trail name, you you the your best bet to have her adopt that trail name is to tell everybody else around you that your wife's trail name is yep. Edward Hands. Yeah. Yep. And she may have no choice but to accept that trail name at some point in time but then be warned people are going to start calling your wife hands or just ed so oh my god be warned not the best true that's true i agree what's up this is my wife ed all right so my wife is shed all right dilo we're actually we're going to table all our mailbag items for the beginning of next month's show we're going to give that's you the rest exactly of the night. exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. the show is run. And I actually think that this yeah, yeah this uh, this uh, mailbag item is more like a ask a hiker anyway. It is. So and it's a bit I feel long. like we should wait. Well, I guess this is the part of the show where we end the show. <laughs> thanks, everyone, for tuning in today. Big thanks goes to Kansas Express for talking to us about his hike of the peak of the Balkans Trail. In Transylvania. Sounds crazy. Many thanks to all our hotline callers. Well, kind of. 
Some things, I the guess. Casserole, the casserole. Yeah. You too can be an audio superstar. And please jump in by calling the hotline at 720-893-2269. Last but definitely not least, thanks goes to all our monthly donors. We have a new sticker, as we mentioned, White on Clear. Get yourself a couple while they last by hitting the donate button at thetrailshow.com. And remember, we take Venmo now. Sometimes we are on social media in all the different places, uh, on Amazon Music, Google Podcast, Audible, Apple, Spotify, and everywhere else you download your favorite shows. Thanks for hiking with us today. We know you have many podcasts to choose from, and we appreciate you hiking with The Trail Show. Come see us again in September for our Leaf Peeping Autumn Show, which is guaranteed to be full of beers, trails, and nonsense. Until then, I'd like to leave you with some words from Paolo Coelho. The danger of an adventure is worth a thousand days of ease and comfort. For Disco, Delo, Out of Order, and Kansas Express, I'm the Princess of Darkness. Ciao. Hashtag gasoline pillow. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Fermented olives. Easier to burn if you need to heat it. Heat it it's true. You if know, you forgot like your gasoline booty. If you forgot your jeans. Wild maybe that, spinach. you know, maybe a little lighter than blue jeans. Some gasoline yeah. pillows. Misled by a picture of a chicken on the package. Sleeping beside Yeah, that's an interesting pairing. Pesticides and dog food. Pesticides for the dogs, on. for the dogs that have their ears cut off that they use as like currency or markings. What? It's, it's the cryptocurrency yeah, of the Albanian history. Smacked out of the shepherd. Smacked oh my out of the shepherd with a dog ear and across the face, bam. Just Maybe the, the the lamb jerky they gave them was really like old dog ears. Dog ears could be, could be. I was actually chasing wolves just the other week. Okay. And instead of wolves running away from me, they were running towards me. But not only were we on the wrong sheep trail, we were in the wrong country. Dad, you got to give him a ride. It's raining. You need to pick him up. You need to give him a ride. We'll make room. That is just, just straight Jurassic vegetation. Are we still recording? What's happening? Plov, where is it? And they're like, they're like, I bought a Christmas ornament there and sent it anonymously to the late Paul Magnanti. A few years ah, ago. Ah, yes. Right. He never really acknowledged the gift oh. or anything, even though it was postmarked from right down the street from my house. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> my name is Gasoline Pillow, and I never listen to the trail show. <laughs>